Are you ready to be entrefied? Let's break free of the life we are told to live. Create freedom and wealth by adding value to others' lives. Challenge traditions, challenge authority, and get entrefied. Ready to be entrefied, guys. What is going on? So today's story from sleeping on the floors to sleeping on cash money. This duo made their paper come to life. Let's see if you can guess who it is. So I'll start off by giving you a little bit of backstory here. So look, these guys, they met at the University of Colorado Boulder. And, you know, they both had a vision for film. They both really were hungry for film. And this this was in the 90s, you know, in the, in the early 90s. Uh, and, and the two, they met and they, they bonded over provocative anti-author... anti-author... Jeez, okay. Anti-authorian... Authorian? Anti-authorian? I'm sorry, guys. Like, okay, right now, I want you to try to say that word. Anti-authorian... Authoritarian. It's freaking okay. We got to move on. Humor, anti-authoritarian humor, and Monty Python. If you guys have ever seen that show, I remember Monty Python, Python and the Holy Grail. Wow, I just cannot speak. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That was a great, great show. And those guys, man, they were hilarious. And they, it was, it was, it was a very interesting form of satire that they had. And and I, I love Monty Python and. Well, these guys totally they did too and uh so you know they 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 made their first real hit which was alfred packer the musical and it premiered in boulder in october 93 1993 so yeah they totally they kicked it off to a great start and everything was looking awesome it was looking great for the guys and then all of a sudden it kind of just it didn't go as fast as they thought. They thought, oh, you know, we got this huge hit. We're going to make it. We're going to be millionaires overnight. And look, guys, it, it doesn't work that way. I mean, sometimes it does. But most of the time, it takes a lot of freaking work to get there. And, and you're going to see. These guys did it. And, and I'll show you exactly how they did it. So just keep that in mind, guys. Like, if you have a really huge success, don't, don't think it's over. Don't think, oh, I've, I've beaten the game of life. Don't think that. Because that's what these guys did. And you know what happened to these guys? They struggled for years. They struggled for years. It took them about five years to get any traction going. Five years. And that, that's not fun. Five years of, of trying to push your dream, your vision, and, and make it a reality. That... That can seem like forever to somebody who wants to see their thoughts and creations come to life. Who doesn't want to drive into work every morning at 6.30 because they have this awesome idea that they've been working on. You know, it's, it's really hard. And these guys did it, man. They did it. You know, he, one of the guys, he, he recalls sleeping on dirty laundry for about a year because he couldn't even afford a mattress. I'm not talking about, you know, the the frame of a mattress. I'm talking about a straight up mattress. He couldn't afford a mattress. That's how broke these guys were. And they had made, you know, I think like 150,000 um is what they raised 
on their first show. And, I mean, obviously they probably paid a lot out to all the actors and everything, all that. They probably made a couple grand a piece. Well, that didn't carry them that far, obviously. And, you know, they constantly would pitch stuff to Fox Kids. Um, and, and they would fictionalize people in history. Nothing was clicking. You know how frustrating it has to be? Nothing. Are you there right now? Nothing is clicking for you? I've been there. In fact, I'm there right now. In some ways, nothing is clicking for me. In others, some things are going. But in some areas of my life, it's not clicking. So these guys had the same issue. So these guys, they, they, they created two separate pilots for Fox. And they kept throwing, them, they kept throwing stuff at Fox. And, and you know, eventually the network just said, look, guys, we, you can't, this isn't working. And nobody was laughing anymore. The comedy was gone. But guess what, guys? They kept trying. For five years, they kept trying. They slept on mattresses, floors. I mean, they lived really hard lives. But they never lost sight of that dream, that goal in mind they had originally started with. And eventually, they had success. The original pilot was animated entirely with cut paper. And stop motion animation. They used paper that was cut. And they used it in stop motion. Crappy little paper. And and, and I remember. No sorry not I. But one of the members he remembers. Or he recalls. Being in front of a stage. And he. Uh, paper crochet. Or not paper crochet. He cut the paper guys out. And he made a stop animation film. And all the other guys in the audience. They were all professionals. And. They had all did gel pens and really nice illustrations. Well, this guy with the crappy kindergarten cutouts beat everybody. And he said they were all super mad at him. And, you know, because he had something different, something unique, something special. He had something very different. And that, that's the power of being unique and special. He used crappy kindergarten paper cutouts that a kid can make to become one of the greatest... TV shows in history. Think about that, guys. He he took kindergarten cut paper, like it looked like a kid cut it, and he turned that into millions of dollars, into a huge hit, into a dream. And they in in 1997 was when they did their first episode of this show, and they. Just crushed it. They had $30 million in t-shirt sales alone. This is the 90s. So that's probably like $60 million in today's money with freaking inflation. Um, yeah, and they, they crushed it. They absolutely crushed it. After five years, they crushed it. You know what? I suck at math. That's four years. 93 to 97. Okay, four years. After four years, they crushed it. And, you know, they average consistently between 3.5 million and 5.5 million viewers on Comedy Central. Just killing it. And if you don't know who I'm talking about by now, I'm not going to tell you. To the end. So, <laughs> so and, the, and, and, you know, they, they went on to air 23 seasons. And here's the beauty of it. This show is still going on today. In fact, 
current date, October 29, 2019, the, the, well, the most recent news they've had, is HBO Max, which is a new streaming platform in these streaming wars, they landed a massive 23-season library of all the 23 seasons I told you guys about um, to the comedy hit Central, or to the comedy Central hit blank, I can tell you, in a deal that was expected to be worth as much as $500 million. So these guys went from sleeping on floors, on mattresses, and pursuing their dream for four years, not five. Suck at math, sorry guys. And they they hit the milestone. They they did it. They became successful. But this time when they hit that success with their show, and I'm you know, quick side note here. I'm really surprised I haven't blurred it out yet. But when they when they had success with the show and they just crushed it, and instead of just laying there thinking, expecting a million dollars drop in their lap. They kept trying. Look, they they started a new TV series four years later in 2001. Completely new series. And it failed. It failed. Completely bombed. And then they tried a bunch of movies. They tried to be actors. They tried to be comic book writers. And they failed in a lot of ways. And eventually in 2014, I believe... They finally hit another success. They made a musical Broadway about the Book of Mormon, um, I believe it's called. Yep. And, and so they created that Book of Mormon, and they killed it again. So they failed another freaking, from 2001, when they made their second failure project after their first success. All the way to 2014, they didn't really have anything that was a big hit. And they kept trying. And in 2014, they made a second massive hit that had tons of awards, tons of decorations. And I just had to say that that inspires me to keep pushing. Keep pushing. Like, those guys failed at least 20 times over in, in, in a year, probably alone. They probably were pushing their content out to everybody and their brother, and they kept failing, and they kept failing. But guess what? They had two big successes. And, it's, you know, that's all it takes sometimes, just one really big success that comes out of left field. But, but the beauty of it is is they weren't just laying there. They were actively trying, 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 and eventually, boom, they hit it. They finally got a hit. And they didn't just hit it and stop. They hit it and they kept going. They kept going and they kept going. 23 seasons. They got three more coming. 26 years this show has been rolling. South Park is a killer. All right, guys. Let's move on over to our crypto segment and knock it out. You're listening to Becoming Entrefied. We'll be right back after a brief intermission. All right, so today's prices as of December 4th, 2019, Bitcoin is at 7,226 cents. Ethereum, or Ethereum, I don't know why I always say Ethereum. <laughs> Man, I cannot speak today. Ethereum is at 147.43, and XRP is at 21 cents. And those are the three biggest coins out there cryptos cryptocurrencies this is the three biggest by market cap which just means they have the most 
you know, going on out there. The most people invested the most amount of money. And Bitcoin owns like, I don't know, 64%, 70%, somewhere in there, of market share for coins. Uh, it's very dominant, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the news for crypto. We have Santander. They're a, I believe they're a Mexican company, based company. Spanish, sorry. Spanish banking giant Santander. And XRP investors, they're kind of trying to build some hype around an upcoming announcement from the banking giant Santander. Uh, the chairman of that company, Santander. I hope I'm saying that right. Very weird word. Anna Bolton tells Bloomberg the company plans to officially announce the launch of a new remittance remittances program next week. Quote, at the other end of the spectrum, many Mexicans are sending, I think, $35, $36 billion every year from the U.S. to Mexico. We are launching a fast, competitive remittances program initially just from the Santander branches to any bank in Mexico. End quote. Santander is a long-time Ripple partner that uses the company's payment messaging system, which is designed to rival Swift in its payment app, OnePayFX. And so, guys, yeah, I mean, that's that's really, really big news. One thing I think about Bitcoin and XRP and Ethereum is it has the potential to remove borders for money. And what I mean by that, look, guys, Money has borders. It has borders. If I want to send my USD to Europe and exchange it for euros, I have to take a hit. I have to take a hit in that currency conversion. I think one USD is, I don't know what, 1.13 euros or something like that. Just a total guess. I haven't looked in a while. Forex is kind of boring. Um, and that 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 is... That's a lot when you're messing with hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, especially billions of dollars. You know, that, that, that little loss in value is huge. And the beauty of it is, is if you're moving your money from, I don't know, say you got a million USD, you move it to Bitcoin, you keep that million USD. I mean, you're going to pay some minor fees. And you'd have to do the math, you know, what's more economic. But you have to pay a little bit of minor fees. Depends on what exchange you use. You may have to pay some fees there. It's not all, you know, cut and clear and pasty, obviously. And then you take that million dollars and you put it in euros. And you have to figure that figure that. That you know, actually I think I'm gonna do the math. On the next show, I'll give you guys a hard down dirty math on that. I know everybody loves math. Apparently, 90, 1993 and 1997 is five years in my head. So I don't know if I trust any math coming from myself, honestly, Patrick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, totally, totally wonder now. I never really factored that portion in. I just always was like, wow, that's a huge bonus to be able to move your money from USD to Bitcoin to euros. And if they did get rid of the minor fees and all the other fees, and if it was truly a free transaction, that's huge, huge, huge breakthrough. And I think it's possible. I really think it's possible to get rid of those fees and those middleman payments. And the problem with, with Bitcoin and, 
and, and, and all the cryptos right now is the mining. You know, it's it. You're gonna have to to, to mine the Bitcoin. Which, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's really it, it's kind of complex. And a lot of this stuff is, and that's another problem with Bitcoin and crypto. It it's kind of hard to introduce people to it. There's no way I could tell my grandma about Bitcoin. I just it's not freaking possible. It's not feasible. But anyway, so um, where was that? Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Energy consumption. So energy consumption for all these these mining rigs and facilities is huge. It's emitting a ton of CO2. And it's, it's harming the environment. I mean, it makes a lot of carbon um, to, to run a mining facility because you're using thousands of watts of electricity. I had this one guy, he said his electric bill was like four or $500. He, he was mining for Bitcoin. That's just ridiculous. I mean, it's just because what is happening is your computer is doing hash and it's doing a bunch of algorithms. It's trying to, you know, solve parts of the, the Bitcoin hex. I, to be honest, I don't know much about mining. I'm not a miner myself. I just like to invest in it. And, but mining is it's really cool. I've seen a lot of machines come out that are trying to make it simple. But... You know, obviously, you're not going to make anything. They're about to have it, I think, next May 2020. They're going to have the reward from solving a Bitcoin hash, which, I mean, unless you got a really nice rig going that you've already invested in a long time ago, I don't see it being lucrative to uh, start investing in mining anytime soon, to be honest. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I could be missing something here, but that's my opinion. Look, guys, thanks for listening. Go to the uh, go to the Play Store, download Entrified app. I got everything you need, margin calculators, tools, all the stuff you need for crypto investing. It's the future. It is the future. And if you want to be from failure to success, I would get on the, the winning side of crypto and blockchain before you miss out. And may already have. I don't know. A lot of people are all Debbie Downer. Oh, Bitcoin's going to crash. Who knows, man? But if you don't take the chance, if you don't take a shot at whatever it is you're shooting for, if you don't spend four years grinding, hustling, sleeping with your dirty clothes as a bed, <laughs> you don't got to go to that extreme. But if you don't push yourself and stay consistent, you're going to lose. Don't be a loser. You either win or you learn. You don't lose. Don't be a loser. Win or learn. I heard that from an awesome guy, Sam Crowley. His podcast is uh, Every Day Saturday. Great, great motivational speech. I'm not getting reimbursed to talk about it. I just enjoy it. All right, guys, have a great day.